This is the Police One podcast, Policing Matters. So I'm Doug Wiley, Editor-in-Chief of Police One. Hey, welcome back. This is Jim Dudley. Jim, every um, year um, as spring turns to summer, mandatory reporting of child abuse and neglect falls off precipitously. And this is, of course, not because those um, abuse cases are cease to happen. You know, it's because the people who have um, the most contact with kids who are mandatory reporters of these offenses um, suddenly, uh, and just one day to the next, no longer have contact with those kids. I'm talking about, of course, school-age teachers, um, you know, the, the nurses at the schools, the administrators at the schools. Um, so as summer vacation begins, you know, all of those at-risk kids become even more at risk. So one of the things that I think that we have to think about as police officers or mandatory reporters as well, how can cops get to, um, well, first off, step up their own game on watching for the indicators of uh, ne- uh, neglect and abuse, maybe being places more, if you if you possibly can, where the kids are, but further going to the places where the kids are before this summer transition happens and saying to camp counselors and, you know, the, the swimming pool uh, lifeguards where the kids are going to be at, you know, giving them the tools and resources to recognize the, the, the warning signs and then better understand the channels through which they would make their report, whether that be directly to Child Protective Services or via the police department to CPS. You know, how do you think that law enforcement out there can, you know, help protect these kids in these summer months when, you know, really the, the, the primary reporters are no longer being, being watching them. Sure. No, I, I noticed it myself as, as the first year captain at the, the juvenile division and we received uh, the child abuse cases for neglect or physical abuse or sexual abuse. And, and when I saw the numbers drop off in, in summer, just as you said, I, I, I was perplexed a little bit and thought, wow, this is great. It's summer kids get a break. Well, clearly you just you just talked about the reasons why they're not going to schools, they're not being seen by the the mandatory reporters who may notice that they have bruising or that they are uh, extremely isolated or they show some sort of neglect, uh, dirty torn clothes, lice, um, things like that. Uh, so so now in in law enforcement we often uh, have the opportunity to patrol areas, uh, patrol at night. We might see kids isolated away from groups. Uh, we don't have a curfew in, in San Francisco. We don't have curfews in a lot of places around the country. But kids out late at night by themselves, um, maybe it's because they don't have any supervision. Maybe they don't have a home to go to. So it's really important to make those contacts and, and just talk, right? We talked about verbal judo. Well, most cops I've ever met certainly know how to talk to kids. And after some cajoling, you might be able to get them to open up to you. And there are certainly resources available in every major city. Almost every county has a CPS, a Child Protective Services. I'm sure you have uh, biannual training that talks about what to look for, who to report to. But in in doing a little bit of research and looking at who's required to report beyond law enforcement, I was talking to a teacher friend of mine in a elementary school and she reported she was telling me about this incident. And I asked her what she did and she said, well I went back in class and I talked about it with another teacher. And I said, you know, you have steps to take 
to make a formal report uh, was a physical abuse case. So maybe you don't even know about it. Maybe you're a teacher or somebody in a healthcare profession and you should know that you are a mandated uh, mandatory reporter. So clearly in all states, law enforcement officers are, social workers are, teachers, principals and staff of schools, uh, physicians, nurses, healthcare workers, mental health care workers, counselors, therapists, child care providers, even medical examiners and coroners. Uh, summer's coming. Be on the lookout. Look for the telltale signs. Get the training if you haven't had it. Get updated. Uh, outside of, of uh, the majority of states, there are some states that also single out uh, probation and parole officers, animal care and control. And, and actually, as I understand it, animal care and control officers were trained because they were often uh, sent to houses or, or locations where animals were abused. And they have made, through surveys and studies, a link between if you're abusing an animal, uh, you have a higher propensity to abuse children, including your own children. And that's that's the hard, sad reality. Yeah, it's an awful, awful truth. You know, I, I think about, you know, this from the perspective of community policing to an extent. You know, you can go, you have the ability to take some messaging uh, and simple messaging, you know, just basically saying to the... Um, the, the chaplain at the church or, you know, where there's going to be Sunday school all year long, you know, the kids, I, I went to Sunday school 365, you know, so, or, you know, every week for 52 weeks and there was no breaks except Christmas. Um, you know, so you can talk to some of the folks who are not necessarily fall under that mandatory reporter uh, population. Um, like I, I mentioned, the lifeguards at the pool, you know, they see kids in bathing suits every day for the duration of the summer. Give them the tools and the resources to figure. Hey, maybe that's that. That doesn't look right. You know, this is what this is what this kind of torsion bruise looks like. Sure. Take a picture of it. Um, show it to them. Say, hey, if you see this, you may want to report that to me. You know, even if you just have my cell phone number and I'll follow up. You know, going that extra mile to help protect these kids because you know, for for most kids, summertime is a, you know it's this time of joy and excitement and bicycle rides and camping trips. But for some at-risk kids, it's it's terrifying. It's a. It's because last year they know the summertime was bad. Um, it's a time of fear and uncertainty. And in order to think outside the box a little bit, um, the more people that know, you know, you can go to Officer Jim. You know, if you see something kind of weird with that kid, you know, just give him in a conversation that would last no more than ten minutes. Just a little bit of an idea of just keep an eye out, keep a lookout, and and contact me if you need. Sure, and I, and I know some people are afraid of the stigmatization of an allegation of child abuse. Of and, course, and, and, and I understand that. Yeah, and people are wary of that and hesitant maybe to say something, but it, it doesn't help, it doesn't help, it doesn't hurt to do some preliminary investigation, um, allay some fears or suspicions, and at least you can check the box. And, and if not, uh, and you do find out later, you may have a hard time facing yourself. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely true. I mean, it, particularly you know, when someone, when a, when a victim of any crime is a kid, you know, I think generally speaking, all of society's a little bit more um, attuned to and willing to, um, 
to do the reporting, to do the research, to do the investigation, to, 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 to get to the bottom of things. And if, if you find out, hey, that's because the, t- the, two, the two boys in the family constantly are fighting each other. You know, and that's what it, it is, what it is. You know, certainly that needs to be addressed. But the investigation needs to get started. And it needs to get started with people who are on the front lines, who are, who are with these kids all summer long, who are, who are in constant contact, if you will. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and just as you say, there, there are a lot of influences. And, and witnessing violence at home or witnessing violence or, or being subjected to violence themselves may cause them to lash out at others with violent behavior, other, other peers, if you will. Uh, sexualized behavior among small kids who, who shouldn't be um, showing that kind of behavior uh, may be the victims themselves. So those are things to look out for. Um, Give it a give it a second look, uh, ask some questions, and you'll be glad you did. Yeah, well, when um, when we look back, hopefully a year from now, two years from now, we won't see this precipitous dip in reporting. Hopefully, two or three years, whatever down the line, we've had enough um, education out there with the rest of the community about what to look for and how to how to address the situation. Because you know, it just it, for me, I just I think about those at risk kids having a fear filled summer months and and just being abused without without um, consequence for the abuser and it just makes me well frankly it just makes me mad sure well folks when you come back next week we're going to be looking at um, some stuff that you guys have written on the police one website um, with regard to some of our more popular podcasts so I do encourage you next Friday to come back for the policing matters uh, podcast. And if you have any thoughts on topics you want us to cover, please do send us an email. Policingmatters at policeone.com is the email address, and it goes to Jim and I. And uh, believe it or not, we do reply back. <laughs>